I'm Luka Doncic and this is Locked On Mavericks Podcast. This is gonna be huge. 360 in the contract. Never that. I just take the contact. I bring it back. I'm running on the fast break behind the back. Yeah, this that, this that, this that. Jerk with the And welcome. You are locked on to the Dallas Mavericks. My name is Nick Angstead, lead analyst at Free Dawkins on YouTube, and joined, as always, by my co-host, contributor at Mavs.com, wearing his best. What you got for me, Isaac Harris? All right, so something was circulating today on uh, Mavs Twitter, and uh, <laughs> it was a, uh, a fun AMA uh, that Bleacher Report did with incoming rookie R.J. Barrett. All right. And uh, one, RJ Barrett, I'm I'm a believer in him as a pro. Um, kind of like, wasn't as much in college. I just think that Duke team was just really weird with Zion and RJ and Cam Radish and them. But I, as a pro, I think he'll be just fine. But anyway, he did this AMA for Bleacher Report today, in, in which you know different people are asking him different questions online, and uh, somebody posed the question to him, who who do you want to uh, poster? You know, if you could pick any player in the league to basically dunk on, uh, who would that be? In which R.J. Barrett uh, says, and this is wasn't in a lot of the quotes that a lot of people uh, have thrown around on Twitter first. Uh, he said, I'm not going to say who I really want to say, but I'll go with Porzingis. In which Knicks fans are super happy about this. They think it's this awesome, all this stuff. It'd be like, it'd be say, like if if Isaiah Roby was, they were like, who's who's the player you hate the most? It was an NBA player. He's like, oh, I just hate Dwayne Wade so much. Yes. And we'd like all freak out about yeah. it. Except the problem is Dwayne Wade is worrying about uh, retirement right now. Uh, Porzingis <laughs> uh, could be an all-star this year. Uh, you know, so like, I just feel, yeah, RJ, beware. That's <laughs> a it's a bold statement to uh, you know to call out Porzingis, and uh, I think it's uh, uh, it's going to be super fun for Porzingis to uh, welcome RJ Barrett to the NBA. It's not like Kristaps needed any more motivation against the Knicks. Yeah, it, it, it's one of those things where like I. I'm not. Somebody tweeted at me and was like, "Is this a return of like fiery?" I was like, "I'm like, guys, it's gonna take more than that <laughs> soon, <for me."> very <laughs> soon." Uh, we gotta wait till the season starts for me to get upset about something. But uh, like Dwight Powell shooting like 11 threes in a game or something. But no, I mean, it's. Uh, I think it's it's fun for him. I actually think it was. Yeah, it's kind of twofold, but like for the fan base, I think it's super fun. Knicks fans are getting like super. I don't know. Happy right now, Nilakina. Like you, you are gonna, you are the happiest fan base who's about to win like I don't know nineteen games, and uh, Nilakina had a good World Cup. Now RJ's calling out Porzingis, but uh, anyway, I think it should be fun when Porzingis and the Mavs uh, head up to New York for that next game in November. <laughs> it should be uh, a real fun one. It should be. All right, on the podcast today, we're continuing our positional rankings. These are rankings that we've been doing. This is the third annual positional rankings that we've done, uh, which is wild that we've done anything for three years <laughs> on this podcast. But we have now, uh, Isaac, we are three weeks away from the first preseason game, Mavs at Thunder. I thought he was going to say uh, Shanghai Sharks, but <laughs> Mav- <laughs> close enough. Um, man, is that the is that the team Jimmer plays for now? 
I think it is. That's Shanghai funny. Sharks? Yeah, maybe. I think it is the team he plays for now. But Shout out to Yeah, Shanghai. it's crazy. Uh, three weeks away. Gosh, basketball can't get here soon enough. <laughs> I'm so ready for this. We're all so excited. More news we got today from Shams. He said the NBA has um, updated their projected salary cap for the upcoming seasons. Obviously, we know that this upcoming season, the cap is $109 million for 2020-21. So that's not this next season, but the season after. The salary cap is projected to be $116 million. Um, so it's not crazy different than what people thought. And then in 2021-22, it's going to be $125 million. And the Mavericks have under contract in that season, the 2021-2022 season, they have Luka Doncic, Kristaps Porzingis, Delon Wright, Seth Curry, Dwight Powell, Maxi Kleba, Dorian Finney-Smith, with Jalen Brunson and Isaiah Roby on non-guarantees. And they will have about $40 million in salary cap. Let's go. Giannis. The summer of Giannis. The summer of Giannis. I mean, that's assuming we don't make some big trade over the next year or so to take up some of that cap. But, For sure. Um, but yeah, you assume that Dallas is going to try to keep those books clean come the summer of Giannis. 2021. That's the summer of Giannis. It's coming. It's coming. So the uh, the the deck is stacked. <laughs> The table is set for Giannis. So, um, Isaac, our positional rankings. Mm. This is how we do them. They're fluid. Uh, we do the starting. T- we're doing shooting guards today. The starting twos, which are hard. A lot of these players could be considered threes, but just because of who they play next to, who they're going to eventually guard, uh, things or like, ones. Yeah, some of these could be ones too. It's uh, it's pretty wild to to look at this, and one reason we do this is because the positions just change so frequently, and sometimes you can't even peg one player as a, at a position, and so we just put them in a certain bin and, <laughs> and rank them from there. But to just give an idea of how good teams are going to be, uh, and who what we think of these players, so some of these you're not going to agree with as far as who's playing two and who's playing three and whatever, and honestly, we're probably both wrong. <laughs> it's, it's probably yeah, something else. We, we just have to try to take an educated guess on positions. It's just the fun of doing a podcast like this. Somebody tweeted us yesterday and said, why, why is Ben Simmons a point guard? Why is Luka not? And as far as our rankings, I just kind of viewed it as you look at the guys around Ben Simmons. DeLon Wright for Luka is, is a natural point guard. He's played point guard basically his whole life. So that's kind of like his natural position. You look at guys around Ben Simmons, yeah, Ben Simmons and Luka both handle the ball, but Josh Richardson's never been like a a traditional point guard like a DeLon Wright. So that's why we made DeLon Wright the point guard, and which Luka could be. Just roll with it, guys. Yeah, Luka could be a two. He could be a three. In some lineups, he is going to probably be a four again. He did that last year. Um, but just to start out with, we think this is what they're going to do. And obviously things are, are subject to change. Our rankings are subject to change. I think I changed a couple players yesterday recalibrated as we were looking through these uh, but it's fun we go through them one through 30 the starting two guards uh, and usually we agree at the very top at the very bottom so let us start number one i have james harden yeah james <coughs> james harden has to be number one for starting shooting guards in the league and the number two is probably the same thing too yes but number two is weird we have paul george <laughs> Yeah, well, I mean, it's just it's all about you know obviously the team they play on, and when you look at him in OKC, 
you know, Terrence Ferguson or Andre Roberson or something like that would be your two guard, and you're like, oh, Paul George is three. Uh, kind of going back to the Dallas thing, whoever whoever starts alongside Luka and them will determine the other positions. Like, what if Seth Curry starts an opening night, and you're sitting there arguing, well, Luka's not a three, he's a one. All right, well, who are you making a three, Seth <laughs> or DeLon Wright? Yeah. So, like, that's why, like, kind of positions are kind of past time a little bit or in the past, but um, – it just kind of depends. Like if, if Justin Jackson or Dorian starts with Luca and DeLon Wright, then you're like, okay, well, Luca's in the backcourt. He's a one or two. But, you know, it just, you know, mixes up. But anyway, yeah, Paul George uh, is, we, we are viewing as a two with Kawhi being a <laughs> the three. three. Yeah. yeah. It's just so weird. But Paul George did play a lot of two <laughs> last year with the, uh, with the Thunder. They had a huge team and he played next to Westbrook. But yeah, that's probably what he's going to play. And who knows? It could change. They could have. You know, Mo Harkless at the two. They could play Paul George like at the four. I, who knows? I have no idea what the Clippers are going to do at this point. But that's our top two. Um, and coming up next, we'll go through the rest of our rankings. But before we do that, Mac Weldon, Isaac, is better than whatever you're wearing right now. For 20% off your first order at Mac Weldon, visit MacWeldon.com and enter the promo code Locked On. That's Mac Weldon, M-A-C-K-W-E-L-D-O-N.com. Mac Weldon, better than what you're wearing. Which is not very much. You're not wearing very much right now? <laughs> Maybe. All right, Isaac. Number three. So we both, in the same order, we have Harden and Paul George. As our number two, one and two, can you imagine five years ago saying that Paul George is your number two shooting guard in the NBA? That's funny. Number three, our boy. I have Luke. Number three. I have Luka Doncic. Holy crap! Yes. Dang, I thought I was going to be high on him. Nope. Okay. Sweet. I'm coming I'm, out. I'm I coming hope. out swinging. He he He's is coming out swinging. He is good, and he's going to take it. This is also projecting for next <laughs> he year. He is good. Yes, he is. He's good, yeah. this is These rankings are also a little bit coming out projecting for next year and how good he's going to be, and I think this is going to be a huge year for Luka. Guaranteeing, I guaranteed on Locked on NBA that he would be an all-star, and I'm, I'm sticking with it. Um, yeah, I'm, I'm, obviously I can only hype up Luka as much. I mean, I, I, have two, I only have two other guys in front of him. Um, so I don't have him that much farther down. I have him at five, uh, but I have Victor Oladipo and Bradley Bill as three and four. Um, I love I love Luka Doncic for sure. I just yeah you know, Bradley Bill and the level that you know Oladipo was playing at before he went down. Assuming he can come back at the level that he was playing at before, I, I think both of their levels were levels that Luka just hasn't reached yet. Uh, think that he will for sure, and I think he very well could. Uh, but I just I couldn't put him over Oladipo and Bradley Bill not yet. Luka is better in the clutch than both of those players, and that's huge. That's huge. For me, he's a better, yeah, he's a better uh, playmaker yeah. than both of those players too. I think. Yeah, I'd say Oladipo has proven a little bit more, but especially come playoffs, and he's been on those stages. But in the NBA, yeah, Luca just won. Luca won the Euro Finals MVP. <laughs> Do you know that was the second best league in the world? It was the second best league in the world, Isaac. It is the second best. League okay, league. so you so at number three you have Victor Oladipo. Okay, I have Oladipo a little lower, not too much. 
We're also just not sure when Oladipo's coming back. He is going to come back for the season, but he's going yeah, to I mean, be a little injured heading into the season, too. I'm operating solely on that he is what he was before the injury. And before that injury, Oladipo was playing on an insane level of basketball. So, yeah, that was an all-NBA, all-star, less, you know, pull the, the Pacers to a top four, top five seed in the East. And that's why can Luca help carry Dallas, you know, to the playoffs into, you know, five, six seed, something like that. And then, yeah, for sure. And then you have Bradley Beal at number four and number four, I have drew holiday. Ooh, I don't have that much. Part of that. I, I love drew holiday. I did a breakdown video on him for free Dawkins. You can click the link in the description of the, and uh, look for that video. He just he blew me away with some of the things that he does. I mean he he's been on all defense the last two years. Uh, he averages twenty points and eight eight assists, and it's like nobody does that. <laughs> nobody in the NBA is on all defense. Plus has the playmaking. Plus has the scoring. He's just really good. Uh, and man, if if he and AD like that that the last year was pretty wasted for them, but. If they had just had, if they had just one wing that was good, I mean that team could have been could eventually become something really good, because <laughs> those two are really really good by themselves. But they just had no help on any of those teams. I was looking at some of the players that Drew Holiday like assisted to, and it's <laughs> it's like here is uh, Darius Miller, and here's Etwan Moore, and here's uh, mm. uh, who's there Solomon Hill, <laughs> Solomon Hill, who's that point guard Frank something. Frank Jackson. Frank Jackson <laughs> was a lot of them as I was going through his assists. But yeah, I've I think Holiday. Drew Holiday's gonna have a, have a big year with uh, this kind of new squad. Now, I think the whole team, especially him, you know, as far as we know, him and AD were, were buddies and everything. But just that cloud is gone now, and now it's like that franchise can move on. Yeah, and has a lot, a lot of new pieces around him, and he's the clear vet, clear leader. He's he's so good. So. And super underrated, but yeah, I mean, I have I have Drew Holiday at um, four, I have him at six. So, and this group right here, I think, is all really close for me. No, I have I have him at seven. Uh, I I have this whole next tier for me is like four through seven. I have four guys, and you could just put them in any order. I think, uh, but I have Drew Holiday at four. At number five, I have Jimmy Butler. Oh, okay, yeah. So we basically have the same top seven. So I have Harden, Paul George, Oladipo, um, Bradley Bill, Luca, and then I have Jimmy Butler at six and Drew Holiday at seven. I I would I put Jimmy slightly over Drew Holiday right now, uh, mainly because of what Jimmy can give you come playoff time and say, Go get me a bucket. And I think Drew I Holiday did that myself. against the Blazers the last time he was in the playoffs. Drew Holiday, he had, Drew Holiday was amazing, yeah. and he shut down Damian Lillard. Damian Lillard shot thirty five percent when he was guarded by Drew Holiday. Were they handed? But were they handing him the ball and say, "Go get me a bucket yes. in these close at the end of games?" I, I, I went back and watched them all for this video. You can go check out my video. This is a great advertisement. What, what for that. Jimmy Butler did this past year for Philly? He did. Drew that. Holiday did Drew that Holiday in, this, did in that. this series. Yes. Okay. I just don't. I don't he think had a little bit more space Jimmy. because it wasn't like Simmons and. And beat out there with him, but hey, you're talking about a top five point guard in Ben Simmons. But <laughs> Ben Simmons is really good. He he was though getting buckets. He he's you give him the ball, he can pull up from three, he can drive to the basket, and he was he was doing that for sure. 
So, but yeah, top seven. I, I after Luca at three, those four guys: Drew Holiday, Jimmy Butler, Oladipo, and Beal. You can put them in any order for me. Like they're all. Ooh, I think all I view, two-way guys. I, yeah, I kind of view them as a different little tier, a little bit. I think Oladipo and Bradley Beal are a little bit next next level. But either way, we have still a top seven, which is the same basic players. Yeah, number eight. I, I wonder if we have the same guy. I have CJ McCollum. I have him at nine, and I, I flip-flopped eight and nine back and forth. Uh, I debated on both. C.J. McCollum, Donovan Mitchell. Yeah. Um, yeah, I just went back and forth on him. I gave Donovan Mitchell the slight edge on that, but I could hear either way on that. Yeah, I gave I gave McCollum the edge. I had the same thing. I had McCollum at eight and Mitchell at nine. I was flip-flopping them, but I gave McCollum the edge because he can he can get you a bucket, and I think Donovan Mitchell struggles in that area. Mitchell gives you the, the defense, but if you give C.J. McCollum the ball – He's so good getting to the basket and those little the mid. I mean, he killed the mid range last year, uh, so I think that is that gave him the edge for me. Uh, number ten, I have a weird two guard that you did not expect, but D'Angelo Russell. I know I have ten, eleven, twelve. I have kind of grouped together here. Um, okay, I have D'Angelo Russell at eleven. Yeah. Okay. I'm I'm thinking because I have Devin Booker at ten, and that's why I'm kind of stuck. I have Booker at eleven. I, we just did the same thing that we switched the two because it, it's funny because they're friends and, and you see them like on Instagram together, and you're like, man, they're just they're so close, and wonder if they'll ever play together. But yeah, with with Booker, it, you get the you get the score. He's a, he's a better score than Russell, I think. Uh, better shooter. He didn't shoot well from three last year, but we know he can he can knock it down. And it's just hard to try and judge some of these guys that are on these really bad teams because you're like, is this just you know all stats and no? Is this a good stats bad team guy? And what does that yeah, e- what does the, that even mean? There's my number twelve guy is like that too, and I just I just put him up at twelve because he had good stats. <laughs> well, yeah, I mean Booker, the debate's been going on with Booker. Yeah, is he the good guy, bad bad team, good stats <laughs> bad good team, guy? and is he a good guy? Um, but it's crazy because I feel like even just a year ago, we would have had him a little bit higher on this list. But it's kind of a testament of how these these guys kind of land on on this list. And just how – because we were looking at him. I'm like, man, I don't know if there's another position that's going to be this loaded when we're talking about That top Devin nine Booker. is loaded. Yeah, but even like Devin Booker and D'Angelo Russell was an all-star last year, and I have him as the 11th best player at you know arguably his position. And most teams he would be a point guard on, but he's obviously a two guard on uh, on the Warriors because Steph's there. So a lot of these positions change. You know, these guys' teams have changed their positions, therefore making this kind of ranking system kind of difficult. Yeah, Uh, and it's pointing out some of these things is is why we do this. Do you want to know where we had Booker last year? I have him pulled up. Gosh, I probably had him like close to top five. We each had him at the same spot. We had him at number six. Okay. And ahead of him, I think we had similar players. Uh, I had Harden, Clay, Oladipo, Mitchell, DeRozan, and then Booker. I had him ahead of Beal. <laughs> Man. You had yeah, him ahead and, and of it, McCollum and Beal. Man, that's wild. Yeah, well, this past season, I think McCollum all it changed a lot of people's perspe- yeah. you know, perception mm-hmm. of him this this past season, these past playoffs, uh, because you threw out the thing like McCollum can go get your bucket when Mitchell struggles a little bit. Well, if we had the same conversation last summer, Mitchell was just coming off you know a playoff appearance as a rookie, you know, and was it last summer or this? Yeah, last summer, 
in which he averaged 28 a game against yeah. OKC in the first round. I mean, the dude was getting buckets. And then, you know, C.J. McCollum happens this past year. So, it's, yeah, I think McCollum took it up a notch this past year. So, and, but Booker, yeah, Booker's great. D'Angelo Russell's great. And we have, we introduced Paul George as a two, Luca as a two, Drew Holiday as a two, Jimmy Butler as a two. Like, all three of the, all four of those guys were probably a different position last year. Paul George was probably a yeah. three. Luca was probably a three because of like Wes Matthews. Uh, Drew Holiday was probably a one last year in our book. Jimmy Butler was probably a, th- a three when he started in Minnesota. Like it just changes all over the place. Um, yeah. And so that's kind of you kind of move down, but you think like, oh, we went. He went from six to ten in your book, so that means he got worse. It's not necessarily the case. So we have no no huge differences. We're eleven players in. <laughs> Luca. <the> same, we- <laughs> Two spots. Well, yeah, yeah Luke had two spots, but right around now is when one of us normally has a guy that's like, whoa, yeah, um, yeah. And so coming but, up next, uh, we'll reveal who that is. All right, Isaac, at number twelve, who you got? I have Buddy Healed. Wow. Okay, not huge difference. I have him at seventeen. Seventeen. What else do you need to do? I have I literally have him in the in the same like tier, obviously not the same level as like Booker, D'Angelo Russell, and Buddy Hield. I have them all three together. Interesting. Buddy Hield's about to get paid. <laughs> I'm not gonna I'm not gonna discourage that at all. Thank you. All right, I'm anxious to see who, who you have over Buddy Hield. <laughs> at number twelve, I have Zach Levine. Okay, I have Levine at thirteen. Levine is so difficult to rank on these. Levine's things. numbers are wild. Also, Booker averaged like almost seven assists per game last year, which I did I did not really realize. Uh, but yeah, Zach Levine last year, twenty three and a half points a game, four and a half rebounds, four and a half assists per game. <laughs> he shot the ball from three, thirty seven point four percent, five attempts per game. Like that, those are solid numbers. Now, granted, Chicago yeah. was was bad last year, but I mean, can't take it away from the guy showing up. Yeah, I mean, he was, I think, the only guy who could actually shoot on that team last year beside Markkinen, but uh, I think he played, what, 60-something games last year. Yeah, he, he's super hard. He's, it's kind of Booker-ish to where you just don't know, like, yeah. is this, yeah, what, what, is, what, what is this? Uh, but, yeah, the fact that Buddy Hield, um 26, just had, like, kind of, you want to say, his breakout season, the fact that he averaged 20 points a game, shot 42% from three last year, the Kings almost made the playoffs. Um, he was one of the best players on their team. I just thought he had a, a great season, uh, and I think he'll just build off that this year. And I'm projecting a little bit with that, but uh, I just really like Buddy Hill, and I love what I saw from him last year. Yeah, I have three defensive guys over him right now uh, between 12 and where you had him and uh, where I have him. I have Gary Harris yeah, at number 13. He- okay. He had a down year last year. Now, the year before was when you made fun of me for putting him too low, but he had a down year yes. last year. He was injury-ravaged all year. His numbers were not great. Uh, I'm expecting a comeback for, for Gary Harris. He was he was an up-and-coming guy uh, coming into last year, and then he just he really just never got on the horse, I guess. What's the analogy I'm looking for? <laughs> uh uh, Gary Harris, so when I do these rankings, I, I have all the 30 names, and then I kind of – I just – put them in tiers based off on just what I think and just off what I've seen over the past year and projecting some, then I go back and I start looking at numbers and stuff. When I put this rankings together first, I had Gary Harris 
like five spots higher than what I have now. Like I had him right behind Buddy Hield. And then I looked at his numbers. I looked at his season. I'm like, all right, I can't put him up that high anymore. So I have Gary Harris at 16. Um, I actually have another Harris above him. But anyway, <laughs> um, yes, I have I have Zach Levine at, uh, what, 13? Because, yeah, you had, yeah. And um, I have Josh Richardson. Yeah. At 14. I have Josh Richardson at 15. I also just did a video on Josh okay. Richardson for Free Dawkins, so you can look up that video. Uh, 14, I have Danny Green, and then I have Richardson at 15. So the, those are the three defensive guys I had above Buddy Heald. Gary Harris, Danny Green, Josh Richardson. They give you just a little bit extra. Um, Buddy Heald has been awesome, and he had a great season. But You would take Danny Green over Buddy Heald right For now. one year, yeah. Dang. Gary Harris. How can you argue Gary Harris over Buddy Hield right now? Uh, I think he's gonna. I think he's gonna be better next season. Just, just I think pro- just projecting. He okay. gives me a defensive end. I think. I think that it depends. It kind of depends on what you want, and that's because that's why we put some of these guys in tiers. Is that if you want a guy that can yeah. just shoot the lights out, he can get you some buckets. Or if you want a team player type guy that's gonna give you some defense. He's gonna play well with anybody. You can you can plug him into little, pretty much any situation. Gary Harris is the guy you want. Okay. Now you're de- now two years later. You're defending Gary Harris. I know I how how things ago. change. Who do you have at fifteen? I have Joe Harris. All right, at fifteen. Team USA. Joe <laughs> Harris. His three point percentage last year was wild. Wild. Power forward for the te- for Team USA at some points. <laughs> That's crazy. <laughs> Uh, but then, yeah, I have Gary Harris at 16. Uh, I'll go ahead and say I had Danny Green uh, at 18 because I had another uh, defensive guy even above Danny Green at that point. I have Marcus Smart at 17. Yeah, I'm Smart at 18. We're so close. My tier, my this tier drops off at 18 for me, and then I have a group of like five or six guys. Yeah, I. Uh, this is probably recency bias but after watching evan fournier and fiba he was really good and he's had some some decent numbers and i think we underrate him because we don't watch him but i have him at 17 okay so who do you have him over marcus smart just marcus smart yeah do you have him over joe harris no i've heard yeah i have harris at 19 oh so you just take fournier over joe harris okay. yeah in that area yeah i can hear it but the real question is so we're through 18 where do you have Andrew Wiggins? He's cl- he's close coming up. Okay, I have Andrew Wiggins at 19. Yeah. I had to rescind. I had to take down my, my tent, my hammock. <laughs> I had to walk off and swim away from Wigg- Wiggins Island. Swim away. <laughs> I, I've been on Wiggins Island for a long time. I keep on waiting, believing in his talent, and I just, I'm kind of out now. <laughs> I, I was, might float back to shore at some point, but I was on uh, this podcast called Wide Men Can't Jump, which is just a great name for a podcast. And uh, I, I hadn't heard of them, but they DM'd me and said, "Do you want to come on the podcast?" Last year, and I'd never heard of them, but I saw the name and I was like, "I have to do this." Wide Men Can't Jump, it's such a great name. Uh, so I went on with this guy named Nate, and today I was I went on again, and I was talking to him, and he brought up the. I brought up the Timberwolves. He was saying, he was like asking, could the Mavericks make the playoffs? And I was naming all these teams. And I was like, and you know, Timberwolves with Towns, like, you know, he could have a crazy season where he just puts them on his back. And he's like, I'm just going to stop you right there. I'm a Timberwolves fan. And 
it's just not happening for him. <laughs> it's just not going to happen. Huh. And then he went on this like rant about Andrew Wiggins, and he's like, you know, sometimes Andrew Wiggins, he's so athletic, and he can he can get his shot anytime he wants, and he can he can score anytime he wants, really. But sometimes he's just out there on the court, and he's just not doing anything. And I'm going, why are you just not doing anything? <laughs> That's what Timberwolves <laughs> fans think of Andrew Wiggins. Uh, he's just an enigma, man. He is, but... Yeah. I'm at 20. I I'm right after anymore. Joe Harris. Uh, Joe Harris at 19 and Wiggins at 20. Okay. So you're close on him. Yeah. It's just at the, 20, the rest of these guys, it's just so hard to try. and like Wiggins does have skills, though. You, you take all the things you want away from him. Wiggins should be. He should be up there with the Oladipos and the Beals and the Jimmy Butlers. But he should. With his talent, but he's all the way down. Well, he should at least be on the like buddy Hilled Russell Levine, yes. like somewhere through there. Like, but Oh, well, if he could defend um, a lick in the NBA, like he did in college, that's the wild. That's another one of the wildest things we talk about. Markel Fultz and he just got that option picked up. We're like, Oh, Markel Fultz forgot how to shoot. Andrew Wiggins forgot how to play defense. That's, that's almost wilder. He was so good defensively in college. I know. We thought this was going to be the like the one thing that you're like, oh, well, at least he's going to be good at At defense. least he'll be able to like, defend. Nope. Like, That's oh, wild. Um, all right. We'll have to speed through some of these. Yeah, but. the rest of these I, just, I, I have no feel for. There's just so many random. Like, 21 through 30, I was like, all right, I'm just going to throw a name and just see how I feel about it. Uh, well, at 20 and 21, I just went ahead and put the rookies there. I put RJ Barrett, Darius Garland right there. At twenty, All you have Barrett, and at twenty-one, you have Garland. I have Barrett at twenty-one, yeah. and I have Garland okay. at twenty-three. Okay, uh, I just went and slide them there once again. We said this before; it's really hard to project rookies. Um, R.J. Barrett could come out and have a monster year and move right up this list super quick. Um, but yeah, put R.J. Barrett there, Darius Garland there. Since you already said his name, I'll just uh, I had I have Evan Fournier at uh, twenty-two. Yeah, you I ever googled I, Fournier. Do not, do not do that. Abort mission. Uh, I have Nick Batum at twenty-two. I was at this point, I was like, ah, okay. I had no clue where to put him. I know. Um, all right, this is serious. So twenty-three, I have Garland. Who do you have at twenty-three? Kevin Herter. <laughs> okay, Kevin Herter. I almost put him a little higher because I really like <laughs> Kevin Herter, but at twenty-three. And then our boy, Wes Matthews himself, I have him at 24. Uh, I have Wes Matthews lower. What? Yeah. Get off of Wes. <laughs> Who do you have? Let's argue this. Who do you have All over right, Wes? I have, I have Garland at 23, Darius Garland of Cleveland. I have Terrence Ferguson of OKC at 24. I have Brick. What? Terrence Ferguson. You have ter- Terrence ter- Terrence Ferguson is, Terrence is actually Ferguson? he's actually a three and D guard. Oh, get out of here! How much he Terrence Ferguson jump. did you watch last year? A lot. No, you did not. A ton. Such lying. OKC starts the tips off. I get a I notification. Did, I, did I gotta a, watch Terrence Ferguson. I did a breakdown video for OKC before the playoffs what? last year, and I went back and watched a bunch of their games. And I love Terrence Ferguson. I, I was oh, I was sad that I put him gosh. this low. I like him a lot. Are you serious? I'm at 24. This I just said that this whole section is just is garbage. He played 26 minutes a game. He averaged six points and shot 36. He plays from with three. Russell Westbrook, Isaac. Man, Terrence Ferguson, future 
all-star. Do you want to know where I have Terrence Ferguson? 30. No way. 30. The worst. I do. Yes. The worst. What does he do? He defends. He defends really well. Okay. Lockdown. Oh, my gosh. I can't. The OKC Kawhi. This is what I'll call him. Bruce Bowen. I'm all here for this. I can't believe you're taking. I can't believe you're taking such a strong take on a guy that you don't watch that much. You you haven't watched that much. You're like just looking at his six points a game and are like, he's trash. No, I just when I was making this list, I I put him clearly as bottom three. Then I even looked compared him to some of these other people towards the bottom, and I was like, for sure at the bottom. And I mean, it was a battle between him and Luke Kennard for thirty and twenty nine. But still, I get. I'm like. Ferguson can jump jump over a train, but Luke Kennard can shoot the lights out. So I'm like, like I said before, I'll take shooting over the athleticism on that. But anyway, I can't wait. Terrence Ferguson's a decent watch. shooter. I can't wait to watch him this year. Oh, my gosh. So, hey, who did you have at 25? Is it Ferguson? Brent Forbes. Hey, Brent Forbes, me too. Hey, that's the first one we've had the same since Paul George. Since Paul George, <laughs> yeah, Brent, that's that's your shooter right there. Is Brent Forbes? Uh, I have Kevin Herter at twenty six, yeah. Wes Matthews at twenty seven. Whoa, 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 whoa! Ferguson's better than Kevin Herter. Uh, yeah. Get. Um, oh, I'd still take Wes, I'd still take Wes over Ferguson. Okay, that's fine. You can do that, and my team will go win games because we'll de- we'll actually defend instead of just having the Ferguson reputation. hasn't won jack because he plays with Russell Westbrook. Okay, so I've Not heard anymore. her. Tw- I've heard her twenty six breakout season. The Terrence Ferguson wait. hate is just too much. It's too much. You, it's you, a breakout season. You don't know what you're, you don't gone. know what you're talking about. Russ is gone. The offense SGA who they have Ferguson SGA and Ferguson. That's why they traded well together. That's why they, tra- they traded Russ because they have Ferguson. I have at twenty seven. I have Norm Powell. I had no clue what to do with him. I know. I, I put him at thirty. I had no idea what to do with him here. <laughs> and uh, Dylan Brooks, I have at twenty eight. And obviously, I have. Kennard I also have Dylan Brooks at twenty eight. Let's go, Dylan. Not Marshawn. Not Marshawn, but Dylan. Uh, okay, wait. So you have Powell at twenty six. No, I have Batum at twenty six. Yeah, I just no clue what to do with these guys. Uh, and then Powell. Where do you have Kennard? I have Kennard at 29. Oh, another one we got right. Nice. Or we got one. right. And then your <laughs> last one, you have Ferguson. Yeah, all day, every day. I cannot believe that you just hate on Terrence Ferguson so hard when you just have no idea. You've never watched him. Most improved player? You've never once watched a game with Terrence Ferguson in it. That's bullcrap. You're going to run into him in the year. locker room and he's going to he's gonna be like, I heard you on. Like, excuse lockdown. me, have you heard of Nick? Nick thinks he'll be an All Star this year. I heard you crap on him so much. Nick just put me at twenty four. I thought that was reasonable, and then you put me at thirty. And I just thought that was ridiculous. Did he play in? Like, you the think Luke Kennard? Luke Kennard and his his he might not even start for the Pistons. He's better than Terrence. At least Luke Kennard can shoot. Terrence first shot thirty six percent from three. Yeah, no, th- yeah, that's solid. Yeah, solid. That's what. At least he can shoot. Yeah. You're, you're acting like he's Ben Simmons. Oh, that's yeah. All right. Well, no one's on. All right, we've gone we've gone way too guard. far on uh, on Terrence Ferguson. So there you go. That's our rankings. Uh, you guys get an idea of where our tiers are and who we think is good and who we think is not good. 
Uh, it's a big jumble. <laughs> Please two, let us know where you stand on Terrence Ferguson. Two card is wild. Guys, thanks so much for listening to Locked on Maps. Peace out. Boom. Boom.